It's an amazing book. Thank you. But I just wish maybe you could write a little bit more about rituals. Just careful what you believe in. Yeah. I love this part. I don't think the devil's role is to create evil, rather to expose the evil in the hearts of men by challenging the loyalty to God. That's cool. I think our parents will always be our parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we're supposed to look up to them, but they're really just people, right? What's wrong? You tell me. Ever since your father died, you've been into that occult crap. It makes me feel better, and my friends... Your friends are losers, Leah, like you're becoming. Every time I look at you, I see your father's face. God, I wish I could just... Wipe it off. I wish you were dead! Darkness, I charge you with this sign. Mother in the night are mine. I invite you to come. Where'd you go? Don't trust your lying eyes. I can't believe you wanted to kill your own mother. Leah, just let me Just open the door. Black magic starts with you, and it will end in you. Hello? so frustrating isn't it do you think it was the all the bandwidth getting sucked up by hungover um fourth of july revelers i don't know i mean maybe there's a everybody was watching hamilton that could have been it i watched that shit on friday on the big screen <laughs> on the big screen we'll talk about that in a bit do you guys want to just start it right in yeah go for it all right. Hey, listeners, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast where three friends get together and talk about a horror movie. We will spoil that horror movie. Uh, the recently watched, which we will talk about first, we're going to try not to spoil. Maybe mild spoilers. Maybe Will blurts out some <laughs> some Butler did it kind of stuff. Chris Evans did it. <laughs> Chris Evans did everything, didn't he? Um, I won't tell you what movie. <laughs> right. Uh, we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find their music on Apple Music or Amazon where you can buy it digitally and say hello to them on Facebook where they are the Moon Dash Rays. And say hello to us on Facebook or Instagram where we are chewing the scenery. Uh, that's, we have a coloring book. And that's, <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you prompted that. 
if you go to the Screen Monsters Etsy, that's screen as in movie screen, monsters as in monsters, or go... Do you find putting in one word or two? Because I searched Screen Monsters and you didn't come up. Ah, that sucks. I also searched Plan 9 from Outer Space coloring book. We didn't come up. Yeah, that should have come up. I eventually... What did I do? I think I had to search Screen Monsters one word. Yeah, it's one word. Uh, You know, there might be some way to make it come up if it's two words, but it is a one word thing. Um, I may have had to even go through like Google to get to Etsy to get to your shop. Wow. I think I image searched it and finally saw the cover. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> um, go no, to- <laughs> I was really like, where is it? Let's do it this way. Plan 9 coloring. That's the number 9. Plan9coloringbook.com. Uh, oh, excellent. Yeah, the shop button will click right through to Etsy where you can buy the damn thing. Uh, that's the easiest way. Um, I think that's housekeeping. Uh, we're not professional critics. We're just three friends who used to work together at an art supply store and we're meeting virtually until we can safely meet again. Uh, having said that, Jolien, do you want to talk about uh, who we just recently lost? Yeah, I've been playing him all day. Yeah. My mix was still Charlie going. Daniel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so one of, one of the greatest uh, soundtrack composers ever. Yeah. Uh, Ennio Morricone. 91. 91, yeah. Uh, I, I put up my... The five that came to mind as my favorite tracks... Uh, straight away and then I've been dropping like other songs during the day try and share with people on social media but, um, yeah and I, I I just put all this stuff together and played it as a mix all day well that's awesome uh, beautiful stuff what what would you say were the aside from the quote unquote spaghetti westerns which that may be a misnomer um other than those, what would you say were some of the high spots that most people should know uh, Ennio Morricone's music? Well, he he, uh, he did, so apart from the Westerns, he did uh, some of the de- definitive Giallo soundtracks, like The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, and uh, he also did uh, Four Flies and Grey Velvet, and What Have You Done to Solange, etc. And he did some Pisitachi movies like Violent City, and uh, uh, you know he, he did several. Well, he's, he's done all sorts of movies. But, the, uh, the thing. Yeah, uh, the thing's a curious one because um, John Carpenter was going to do the soundtrack, but this was his big budget movie for Universal. You know this story? No, no. I'm not sure what the actual story is. So this is just speculation. Carpenter was going to do a soundtrack as usual. Universal wanted a bigger name so they could sell more CDs or records at the time. And uh, so they brought in Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone respected Carpenter. And uh, so Carpenter, that opening track, which sounds very Carpenter, I think that's actually Carpenter doing it. 
but Ennio Morricone, you know, letting him do that. Uh, and then the rest of the, the rest of the soundtrack sounds very, uh, very much in the Morricone style, uh, right. one of his styles anyway. Um, but, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's, that's a great soundtrack overall. Now, uh, the biggest film nerd on planet earth, um, Quentin Tarantino had him do the music for the hateful eight, which, mm-hmm. uh, was not at all a curious choice. I mean, that one was like kind of very on the nose that Tarantino would, <laughs> would ask him to do it. And I'm sure he was just beside himself. I mean, he's always jumping out of his skin, but I'm sure he was ex- <laughs> extra beside himself to get a yes that he would do the music for that movie. Because that was kind of, I think that was Tarantino's love letter to all things Western that he adored and, uh, and all things violent cinematic that he adored. So he, he got the right guy to do the music. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, there's so much. What are your favorite Morricone tracks? Oh, goodness. Um, well, he did Exorcist music. Uh, yes. For the heretic, didn't he? Heretic, yeah. Yeah. Now that's the one that I think doesn't get kind of the respect it deserves. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> it gets it gets the disrespect. It's the disrespect. That part that part three deserves. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I would say uh, the the thing and um, yeah, and the Exorcist were a couple of the standouts, but. Uh, yeah, we lost a we lost a giant. And uh, how about how about you, Will? Did you oh well, yeah. I I, uh, I should have listened to him today. I should have dug out the CD I got from you of his stuff. Um, I don't remember any songs off the top of my head other than uh, uh, "Good and Bad and the Ugly." And yeah. and uh, for a few that dollars more, classic track. Yeah, that uh, well, I guess that's kind of the obvious, but you know. Uh, yeah, but they're so good. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, so, so Sergio Leone films and uh, yeah, terrific stuff. That, that track is so iconic. I mean, it's just yeah. western. Even if you've never seen the good and the bad, the ugly. Or... Mm-hmm. They still use that Ecstasy of Gold uh, track on. I think there's a beer ad that uses it now. Oh really? It's on TV right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, Next to see if, yeah, he's great. Yeah, the the, uh, the question but, you asked wasn't other than the good, the bad, and the ugly. What are some favorite <laughs> tracks? But that's always on top of the list, so it's kind of yeah. Like, it's, uh, once upon a time in the West for me, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's really good. We played I it like in the it. basement when we were at the art supply store for quite a while after you gave it gave me a disc of his stuff. Okay, cool. He was definitely popular. Yeah. So, um, do you guys want to start off uh, Recently Watched? Okay. Go, Go ahead, ahead, Will. You do. Okay, I'll do it. You do it, Will. Uh, let's see. I wasted most of the week watching Garbage, uh, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. Uh, uh not much to say about it. I'm sick in the head for watching these awful, awful people. Um, I don't know why they find them so amusing. Um, but we watched one of the cast members, since they all want to be actors, uh, movie. They actually put out a movie that we could watch 
called The Row, which is a sorority row slasher movie. Um, it was pretty bad. She played basically herself. Uh, the character on the show is Lala. Uh, I call her Lauren from Utah. That's the disparaging, well, that's her actual name, Lauren, but that's the disparaging title they've given her on the internet, Lauren from Utah. Because Utah is something to be ashamed of? Yeah, well, she's a terrible, <laughs> terrible person who's about an inch deep and uh, just, they're all so self-absorbed. It's, uh, it's sickening. Um but anyway, we watched their movie, or watched her movie. Uh, she plays a college student whose mom was in a sorority, who put some, who uh, took pranking a little too far, or not pranking, I should say, uh, hazing a little too far, and somebody got killed. Uh, cut to the present, or 2018, to be specific, uh... Lauren from Utah is now in the sorority, and her sorority sisters are turning up dead, missing body parts. Um, could it be, spoilers, could it be the <laughs> guy who is a couple years older than her that parks cars at the school but isn't an actual student? She played by Chris Evans. Um, <laughs> played by Chris Evans, a young Chris Evans. Uh, no, played by nobody. You've never heard of him. He'll never be in another movie again. Um, his plan doesn't make any sense. The timeline's kind of nonsensical. And uh, the thing you go to a slasher movie for, for kills, they turn the camera away. Oh. They had maybe one kill that was a stabbing. Um and you don't even see, there's a couple stabbings. You don't actually see anyone getting stabbed. You just see blood flying up to the stabby, the stabber's face. <laughs> um, yeah. So avoid that one if you can. Done. Uh, then I watched Pie Wacket, uh, which we've seen before. Um, evidently hadn't finished watching it because it was uh, about 40 minutes in. And so we restarted it remembered it uh but i don't think i'd watch the end uh, we'll talk about that later and then this morning i watched a film noir randomly on youtube i just punched in film noir whatever came up first that i hadn't seen i watched uh shield for murder 1954 oh, yeah. uh by edmund o'brien who yeah. starred and directed and he's always good he always knows how to rock the flop sweat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He gets real sweaty at the end of this one because they're all coming to get him. He plays a crooked cop who murders a bookie uh, for 25 large. And uh, then everything comes crashing down around him because, uh, well, because it's a noir and nobody gets yeah. away. <laughs> uh yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. He beats the crap out of some guy at a, at a bar that is pretty violent scene for 1954. And it just keeps going for a while. People in the bar are like freaking out. Um, yeah. Enjoyable. Probably, you know, 
uh, not the best noir. It gets a little dull at moments. His uh, love interest seemed a little young for him, and uh, that's still a problem today. You know, he's in his 40s, and he's dating a 22-year-old. But I think she's supposed to be, you know, kind of flashy thing that, he, you know, he's spending money on that he doesn't have. That old story. And that uh, that pretty much wraps it up for me. Wow, <clears throat> time well spent. Oh, I did watch. Uh, I'll, I forgot. I watched the first two episodes of the new Unsolved Mystery. How did you like it? Uh, it was kind of dull. I read on the internet people complaining that it wasn't like the old show. They take one story and stretch it out over fifty minutes instead of the old style of, you know, six, seven, ten minutes on a, on a crime or a UFO sighting or something. Uh, evidently, there's a UFO episode. Yep. Uh, there's six episodes. I think episode five is the UFO one. First two I watched were just crimes. The first one, to me, appeared to be a suicide. I don't know uh, why. I don't know that we ever will, other than the guy had some sort of psychotic break. Um, you want to hear my theory? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. There's no way that guy went off the top of that hotel and made that hole. There's just no way the trajectory, the, the he went off the ledge. Yeah. Even if he went off the ledge, it's too the ledge. Looks... <laughs> Go ahead. No, they showed shots. It looked, I think you could hit that. Was it a man-shaped hole like in the Warner Brothers cartoons? <laughs> it should have been. Oh man, that'd be great. I think he went through feet first. No, he first. went through the he went through the roof like a missile feet first. <laughs> I think the mafia chucked him out of a helicopter. For why? Drug deals. Why else? Nah. No. It doesn't make any sense. Was it the mafia? I don't remember now. There was some some. Uh, dubious uh, stuff with his company he was working for. And, yeah. And then his good buddy clammed up and wasn't talking anymore. Lawyered up. Yeah. Uh, what, there were, no, it was Russians. Russians threw him out of a helicopter. <laughs> well, Russian, okay, sure. yeah, Russian mafia. So still mafia. Well, that's what the show would like you to believe. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the yeah. second one was also didn't seem super mysterious. The, the French family? No, this was... was a guy in the South who was about 20 years older than his wife. Who oh, that one. stylist who disappeared. He killed her. And he was just, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, uh, they've done a couple in the past on the old episodes of, you know, interviewing somebody basically so he can put his foot in his mouth and you know, yeah. say something stupid. This guy wasn't like that, but he seemed, I don't know, pretty sketchy. He's a creep. I mean, even if he didn't kill her, he's a creep. Yeah. <laughs> Let's we'll just leave it to the listeners to watch this and tell me, you know, hit us up on Instagram. Tell us whether or not you think the guy's a creep. Yeah. So what I was saying earlier is, you know, I read on the internet people complaining that it was uh, 
too long and drawn out. Not they didn't give us all the information. Blah blah blah. It seemed exactly like the old show, but uh, longer. So yeah, kind of boring. Yeah, the old the old show would do two different things. They would they would give you a disappearance and a UFO. Or yeah. or a murder. and then a lost love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlikely reunions and which a big... I imagine Facebook is cleared up now. Oh sure, that's well. That what's weird about that is there was a time when, hey, if that person that you were hoping to look up, if they were not in the white pages, in some place where you're likely to find them, you weren't going to find them. And then everyone got a cell phone and everyone got social media and then all of a sudden bingo bango you could look up anybody and i think i liked it better the other way Mm. you know um yeah i I want a a, a lost loves reunited and a bigfoot yeah a murder and a ufo or you know there was one there was a bigfoot uh episode here in colorado i remember Oh, hell yeah. And some family claimed that they saw Bigfoot in their driveway in some little, I don't remember if it was Eagle or Gunnison or somewhere, but some little town, yeah, they walked out of their house and Bigfoot was like standing in the driveway and then he ran off. He's always got to go somewhere. Yeah. He's always late. Yeah. <laughs> He's got- He's always like trying to catch a train. Uh, yeah. Was that it for uh, recently watched? Yeah, that's it for me. Jolian, you want to go next? Okay. Uh, uh, well, for Harry Housen's centenary, I watched uh, Earth versus the Flying Saucers. Yay! Uh, I've seen it several times, but this is the first time I saw it in uh, color. Um, Harry Housen like uh, approved of a colorization they did for the blu-rays a few years ago cool uh, it's pretty well done it's not it's not garish like uh, other ones i've seen um uh but it's probably one of the weakest movies he worked on um as, as a kid i i really liked it because you know i'll sit through anything if there's a ufo turning up in it um but yeah. uh, but now it's like there's a lot of dull patches of just a whole bunch of white guys from the army talking you know about uh planning stuff and there's there's very little dramatic tension to it you know like the, the sources turn up they say hey we better come up with a, a miracle weapon to defeat them hey i've got something it works it <laughs> 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 just pl- plots along but you know the the sources are great you know they're one of the definitive you know movie sources they, they still get used in uh yeah. you know, footage to this day um but uh, yeah, I watched that one, and I watched uh, watched a couple of witch movies I hadn't seen before or seen all the way through. Uh, so there's this uh, Italian movie called uh, uh, La Sturge, the uh, the witches. Um, this is from 1966. Uh, it's one of those anthology movies. Uh, not really a witch movie. Uh, you've got um, uh, uh, Silvana Magnano uh, is on all the stories. Uh, Clint Eastwood is in the last story. Um, it's, it's by directors like Pasolini and uh, Vittorio De Sica. Uh, but it's just one of those Italian comedies that didn't oh. translate for me. 
a bit flat and I thought the story's pretty weak. Um, yeah, not, not recommended on that one. Uh, the Witch Who Came From The Sea, that's not really a witch movie either. Uh, <laughs> got a cool poster that rips off Frazetta. Um, but uh, that's really about uh, this woman who got abused by her father and uh, she um, and then she grows up to seduce men and mutilate them in obvious ways. Um, this, this made it onto the video nasty list in uh, Britain, but you no know, big deal. Um, it's, it's a good movie. It's, it's interesting. It's got it's a shot by uh, Dean Candy, one of his early ones. Oh from, wow! Uh, Nineteen seventy-six. Uh, then I watched uh, the entirety of uh, Blair Witch: Book of Shadows. <laughs> oh! It's got jerk face in it. Uh, yes, uh, Mister uh, My Old Buddy, uh, and uh, yeah, um, I've not seen the whole thing before, but uh, there's lots of yak, 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 and flash editing, and very '90s idea of uh, what cool rebel kids are doing. Uh, it's even got that like hot topic golf. Uh, font for the uh, credits um, yeah but uh, yeah I thought I thought Kim the goth woman was uh, she's quite likable uh, but uh, yeah lots of lots of talking oh please shut up and uh, do something atmospheric but uh, yeah I made it through so I've seen it yeah. you, you both seen it <laughs> yeah I, I sat through it <laughs> yep yeah. It didn't feel like like it was an actual. I talked about it when I watched it, but uh, it didn't feel like an actual sequel to the Blair Witch. It just felt like a movie they dusted off and retitled oh, they, Blair Witch. Yeah, they they stickered over something. <laughs> ah, man, they should. Hey, do, Loki. Yeah, Loki popped in. Yeah, we got we got uh, post dinner. Yeah post-dinner attention time for the dogs. They always like to, if the doors open a crack, they'll come in and see what we're talking about. Uh, I, I decided to pull all the uh, witch movies I have. I didn't count the uh, movies which are about witch finders because they're usually about uh, just women being persecuted. Yeah. They're not actual active witches. Um, and I didn't count ones where they're there's some ambiguity about them being witches, like a uh, Black Sunday. They're kind of more like vampires in that one. And uh, uh, Valerie in a Week of Wonders, that's another good movie. But again, uh, she's accused of being a witch. I don't think she is one. Hmm. Um, anyway, they're, they're good movies, but I didn't count them. Uh, so I've got my uh, witch movies. I've got uh, The Witch's Mirror, which is a Mexican one. Uh, Mexico did a few good ones. Um, uh, well, uh, the Witch's Mirror and Santo vs. the Witches. Uh, I enjoy watching those. <laughs> uh, and uh, Japan hasn't really done them. They did this really good animated one called Belladonna uh, in the early 70s. Um, but uh, anyway, these are my favorite ones. Uh, Snow White, classic witch. Oh, yeah. Probably the first witch people will see. Uh, Season of the Witch, George Romero, early 70s, little scene, yep. recommended. Uh, Witch with a Flying Head, Taiwanese, 
movie. Uh, she's really a Penangalan. She's a she can use magic and stuff, but uh, her main her main uh, skill is to be able to detach her head and fly around. Uh, Pretty good skill. Yeah, I married a witch through the Veronica Lake. Uh, that's a fun one. Uh, I, I like the uh, the romantic comedy, which which is <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spirit of Evil, Russian witch movie. Lots of uh, Russian creatures in that one. Uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great one. That's a great witch movie. Uh, and then yeah, my top three: uh, Bell Book and Candle. Uh, Kim yeah. Novak the, as a witch from the beach scene in New York and Greenwich Village and uh, James Stewart I think this is really subversive because um, uh, the, the story is uh, she falls in love with him eventually and uh, he kind of tames her and she becomes a housewife and then that leads into the Bewitched series um, yeah. but uh, it, it's subversive because the bits that you really like when she's really sexy is when she's the witch and she's powerful and she's doing what she wants to do. Um, that's the bit you remember. And her, uh, her do you want to talk about her, who her familiar is in that? Or do you want to save that? Pywacket. Yeah. Yeah. Her cat is named Pywacket. Uh, yeah. I find Pywacket like, a, there's a few novels. Uh, there's one I read when I was a kid where a cat's called Pywacket as well. So people, uh, I think there's a, let's see, I wrote it down. Uh, it's the name of a toy in The Guardian, the uh, William Friedkin movie. Um, yeah, it's been it's been used for a cat's name more often than, than not, but it's not actually a cat's name. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, Axton, Witchcraft Through the Ages. Yes. Uh, uh, great looking silent movie. And uh, my favorite one is uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Hey, I'm here as a lucky animated movie yeah one of the movies ever but anyway uh, so that there's the two uh, witch movies i saw this week and another one i recommend is uh, burn witch burn uh also known as uh, night of the eagle okay mm-hmm. cool i'm writing so that one down i believe that one's on prime oh that'd be great if it was have you seen it uh yeah i think we watched that one okay if not, it's in the queue. It's set around a school in this small town in England. No, I don't think I have seen that one there. Okay. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, we tried to watch Piwack it a while ago because Gene was on a, a folk horror kick. Oh, yeah. There's so much good folk horror, though. And uh, I think in the, in the modern... Yeah. In the in the selection we have from the modern uh, filmmakers, uh, well, there's there's some good and some bad, but yeah, the witch. Yeah, holy wow! Was that it for you? Recently watched? Yep. Um, my recently watched um, sort of uh, runs the gamut from uh, awesome to far less than awesome. For for example. <laughs> At the top end, I watched Halloween 5, the blah, 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 whatever of Michael Myers. Oh, God, this is just wretched. <laughs> it's, it's just so bad. Like, uh, 
hey, is there some spell we could do to resurrect him and then just make money off of him? Yeah, it's called a sequel. Um, so listeners probably know this. The first Halloween movie was supposed to be the first of like, oh, we're going to do one as a boogeyman movie. And then we're going to do another one where it's going to be something else. And it's sort of a series of movies that kind of create an anthology. But everyone liked that boogeyman so much that they said, no, 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 we want a sequel. So they did Halloween 2, which as sequels go was a pretty good sequel. Halloween 3 was like, finally, we're going to do this deviation and, and make our other thing. So it was sort of a witch movie, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh, evil, evil Druid. Yeah, Evil Druid. Um, yeah, they had Chips of Stonehenge in, in uh, that's not really a spoiler, but Chips of Stonehenge in sort of a, uh, a computer chip in the back of a mask that makes your head turn into a pile of snakes. Um, <laughs> I guess I spoiled it, but <laughs> he saves the world at the last second, or does he? Um, so... <laughs> And there's, it's got problems of time zones and all kinds of other crap. But, uh, so you're like, okay, there was no Michael Myers. This was weird. Uh, not sure I liked that. And then Halloween four, the return of Michael Myers. Okay. They got some little girl. There's some sort of familial tie in. Michael Myers is back and it wasn't bad. Like there, there could have been worse. Um, if they're going to bring him back, it was fine. Part five, what the hell went wrong? <laughs> I just don't know. Um, anyway, I watched that. Uh, all of it. And uh, I'm here to tell about really? it. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it other than, Will, I think it's 90 minutes or so. If you want to watch it, uh, you know. Oh, I watched it a couple of years ago. Because... <laughs> <laughs> uh... I don't remember why, but uh, <laughs> you lost a bet. I, I just thought, "Oh, that'll be horrible." Let's watch that, and it was. Yeah. So, uh, so Jolian, I think I may have even fallen asleep. Yeah, Jolian was like, "This milk is sour." Oh my god, you guys! And we were both like, "Oh, let me see. I guess it <laughs> smells horrible. Let me have a sip." <laughs> I guess I'll just down the whole thing. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of like that. Um, yeah. so we finally got, uh, the back patio sort of tidied up, although it's still a construction zone. And, uh, the inaugural movie that we watched was the Disney plus, um, presentation of Hamilton, the musical. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I really did enjoy it. I am not a guy who digs a lot of musicals. I like a few and, uh, this one was really good. I do like the idea that you can tell stories from history with characters who are singing, dancing, rapping, and aren't all a bunch of white guys in powdered wigs. Um, it's a very multicultural cast, which is pretty cool. It is 160 minutes long. So be prepared for an intermission if you're going to do that. Uh, so that was on Friday, uh, July 3rd. And, uh, my thought was, hey, Will's got that copy of Jaws when Jolien did his last movie giveaway or the one previous. Uh, if I borrow that, we could watch that on the big screen for Fourth of July since it takes place on the days leading up to and on Fourth right. of right. July. Uh, 
if one really wanted to, one could float in the little above ground pool and watch the movie, but it was, the, the weather was being weird and, uh, explosions were nonstop, but, uh, we did it. We watched Jaws on 4th of July. Uh, that was really cool. Um, I hadn't watched it in years, to be honest with you guys, probably six or eight years at least. And there was so much that was new again. Steven Spielberg, of course, directed this thing and he was on his way up. And it was great that uh, he got enough of a budget to do everything really well and good people working on it. So, um, yeah, Jaws. Um, I even, Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. He just sort of fizzled out. You know, he did Jaws, and then that was kind of it. You know, I, I think he did Close Encounters. Yeah, like that George Lucas character. Yeah, he just yeah, he just kind of bought a mansion and just disappeared. Uh, and then uh, yeah. and then Pie Wacket. One and done. Yeah. So uh, that was. Did you watch Pie on the big screen? No, I watched it on the smaller screen. The normal, the normal giant TV. Do you remember when we would have been grateful to have a 19-inch television? And now we have like a mm-hmm. 36 or, or 38 inch TV. And we're like, oh, it's so small. I wish I could get a bigger TV. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I have like a 42 inch TV and it's like, so what? Everyone else has a 72 inch TV. Um, I guess that's they what I think. I only have a 42 inch TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's so funny. Like it's, I can barely see it. <laughs> right. You have to sit right up on top of it. So, um, 72 inch, you don't oh, yeah. have to buy a space heater or anything. No, just you, leave it on. You could toast what marshmallows on it, <laughs> you can make s'mores. Um, so, um, Pie Wacket, uh, Jolien, you chose this one, right? Yes, uh, I'd heard good things about it and uh, it sounded like the sort of thing you'd like. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, and I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, um, did did either of you end up watching Backcountry? Same writer director. No. Oh, okay, that's one I know. I talked about watching what? Backcountry, I think it was called. Um, let me see if I have. Yeah, no... I remember you talking about it. it yeah. It's based on a true story of these people being, uh, you know, encountering a bear when they go hiking in bear territory. Uh, it just doesn't sound like the sort of thing I'd like to see. Yeah, like you're messing around in the bear's home and he decides he wants... Yeah, and the, the bear's all evil because he's chasing you off it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that one... Uh, I think the the part about it that was interesting is they mislead you at the beginning, making you think that this guy that they encounter is going to end up being like their adversary who's like stalking them for the rest of the movie and it turns out, nope. He just sort of uh, questions this guy's um, manliness and sends them off into a backcountry area where the bear stalks them. So the bear is sort of a surrogate for the um, macho guy who calls the guy's masculinity into question. I'm sure there's all kinds of subtext and, and themes that it doesn't matter. There's a bear trying to kill you. Was it a good thriller? I thought it was pretty good suspense and, and yeah, as thrillers go, it was kind of technically a horror movie, but, um, yeah, Adam McDonald, uh, 
he did Backcountry in 2014. Uh, yeah. Writer director. Um, and he did season. He directed season three of uh, Slasher last year. Oh, did he? Yeah. How was it? Not seen it. Oh, okay. I thought you saw it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've not seen any of those. Oh, okay. Have you watched? Them? No, I've never seen them. Okay. So um, you're glad you saw this. Um, what What do you think really worked on this movie? As far as like you sit down, you're not sure what to expect. What What worked initially? Uh, I don't know. Uh, although I enjoyed this, uh, it was kind of generic. How did you feel about the atmosphere of it? Did it did it sort of establish itself pretty well? Uh, we were calling this teenage angst the movie. Oh, totally. Yeah, where was? Uh, I don't believe she had a Ramon shirt though. <laughs> no, I was about. She seemed to, she seemed like a real teenager. It wasn't like a movie teenager. Yeah, she seemed pretty, yeah. Apart from the lack of zits in anybody, she right. seemed pretty real. Yeah, very good performances. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The movie was all yeah, about. She was really good. Yeah, she really was. And there was an, um, sort of a, um, uh, I would say an ambiguity to, uh, to her, uh, ethnicity that sort of, it's interesting if you look at this, this young woman is such a badass. Um, she's able to get cast in a lot of things because it's like, Oh, she's got kind of a dark complexion and dark hair. Uh, something Munoz. Yeah. It's, um, Nicole Munoz. Yeah. Nicole Munoz. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the one thing. She didn't look like she was related to her parents. And I, but, you know, that's so common. I didn't, I wasn't bothered by it. Yeah. I think they, they gave her, let me look here real quick. They, they gave her and her mother, the last name that would imply that the dad, uh, yeah, Reyes. Their last name was Reyes, so that would imply that the that the dad perhaps was the guy who gave her her uh, the majority of her looks. Um, but this young woman, um, she's a, she's like twenty six now. Um, she's got an IMDb page that just you just keep scrolling and scrolling, and she she works hard like nonstop, uh, all the way back to two thousand four. Uh, her TV and movie credits are 52 credits <laughs> as an actor. Holy wow. wow. Um, she but what we was saying about this being generic, it's like this really old story. This is like the genie out of the bottom story. Oh, yeah. Where you do something impulsively and then you regret it and try to put it back in the bottle. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen this in film noir, right? I, I couldn't think of a particular example, but you know, someone hires an assassin to knock off somebody and then changes their mind. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's stories where they hire, they want to die themselves and they hire someone who's going to kill them in a year or something. Yeah. And they change their minds, you know. So it's, it's kind of a classic setup, but I, I liked it. It was just taking a simple framework and, and going with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why it worked because, you know, uh, too often you you have a little movie like this and they want to get really sort of complicated with the plot, not necessarily uh, for the plot's benefit. 
Well, yeah, the, it's okay for the plot to be simple. And as long as you can kind of build the mood and, and the suspense of the thing, um, I think it was only helped by their locations because if you just put this in like some tract home in the suburbs, I mean, there's a way you could probably make that work, but um, this looked like, like Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows should have looked, you know, (laughs) (laughs) as far as like how the forest was inviting, but foreboding at the same time. Like you could, yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. You want to go for a walk, but it's spooky. So you shouldn't. Um, when it's, when it's, a, when it's night, it's properly dark. Oh, for real. Yeah. 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 This was filmed in, um, uh, St. Yeah. St. Mary's Ontario. And, uh, oh, Ontario. Yeah. So I pulled this up to see like what, where exactly that is. And it's just above, if you look at Michigan, the state, how it's shaped like a mitten, it's right above the mitten, like on Lake Superior. <laughs> and, uh, there's a super interesting history behind this place. Um, but, uh, St. Marie, Ontario is, um, I guess you would s- pronounce the full name of it. Uh, Sault St. Marie, if you were going to go French on it and, and pronounce it wrong. Um, that's Sault St. Marie. Uh, it's been, um, it's been a settlement or a, uh, or a sort of, uh, civilization for hundreds of years. Uh, the Ojibwe have lived there for over 500 years. The French, uh, established trading posts for fur trading, uh, hundreds, of, you know, hundreds of years ago, like, um, Jesuit missionaries established a mission there. And, um, this place is just like really historic and interesting. Uh, it feels to me when I look at it, like, Oh, this is, supposed to be like Salem or uh, Burkittsville, Maryland, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be something like that where all these old spirits might be hanging out from the witch trial days. And, uh, they good, you know, they picked a good location for it. Uh, so yeah, it, it looks like it should look at night it's scary and something bad's going to happen if you go playing around. Yeah, she lets the genie out of the bottle for sure, like you said, and and uh, now he's getting kicked out. Huh? You cut out there. Getting kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think it was necessary for them to relocate to a new spot, or could this have all just happened at the first location? Well, I think that's part of uh, traumatizing the daughter, isn't it, to take her away from. Yeah, that's the town when oh. she's mourning her dad. Oh yeah, to get uprooted. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the worst thing you can do to a teenager. It almost it almost happened to me. Uh my my folks were tired when we moved and became Idabillies and we we moved out to Idaho. Um Yeah. I was almost done with high school and my dad started making noises about moving back to the Chicago area. And it's like, I am like a junior in high school. Why now? <laughs> can you guys wait? Yeah. A, can you wait a year? Could I go live on someone's couch until we're done here? Yeah. But, uh, it didn't happen until like literally the summer after I graduated. And so 
I remember like the months of like the horror of getting uprooted and finishing like the last year of high school with a bunch of people who I hadn't seen since kindergarten uh, or third grade or whatever the hell, fourth grade. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I, I appreciate that this was traumatizing. She lost her father. She got uprooted. Um, it's probably worth mentioning that's Lori Holden, who a lot of listeners may remember from The Walking Dead back when it was still okay. Yeah. X-Files. Yeah, she did X-Files. Um, she's a very competent actor and cares about what she does and was very startled to be written off of the show, The Walking Dead, which wasn't, it didn't do any service to her character or to the show. So it was really a stupid move. She did 32 episodes. It was um, a good run anyway. It should have been about 50 episodes, but what do I know? Uh, but yeah, this this um, this had all the ingredients. Um, did either of you think everything happening, was this unreliable narrator? Was this all happening in, in the teenager's head? No, but I, think that. I think... Uh, uh, I, I didn't think there was that ambiguity, but I, I like uh, horror movies where you've got, like, the supernatural comes into it, but you've already got real-life horrors uh, playing out. Um, so you, you have uh, the parent and child becoming mortal enemies. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, the horror of losing one parent and the other one becoming your enemy. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that, that worked for me. Yeah, uh, and when the supernatural does kick in, it's uh, I really like horror movies like a, like the original Halloween, where you're you're peering past the characters to see what's happening behind them, or something's gonna, yeah, yeah something you're not quite seeing that that's happening, and so you're always looking around the edges of the frame for something. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's a beautiful yeah, when they're in the when the forest. And you realize that something is there, has been there for a while. And then when she turns to look at it properly, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. And yeah. That thing crawls out of the shadow in her bedroom. Oh, yeah. It's really, really well done and super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the woman who plays the, um, the uh, incarnate version of Piowacket is actually quite beautiful. Uh, although when she's on screen, she's just like this creepy specter. Um, Bianca Melchior uh, plays this uh, this incarnation of Piwacket. And uh, I just, out of curiosity, because she's not clickable on um, Wikipedia or, IM, or maybe she is on IMDb, but uh, I just Googled her name and clicked images and it's like, holy wow, she doesn't look like a monster in real life. What a surprise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? They just they didn't pick a hag and cast her as a hag. They should only cast really ugly people for witches. They should. <laughs> yeah. What else are they gonna do? I mean, you know, all the makeup of the world is gonna help. I, th I thought that was the uh, the weakest part for me because uh, all the way through you've had these kids who are into uh, like uh, dark metal of various forms. Uh, so. Uh, death metal and black metal. Um, and then one of the incarnations of Pyracket, she looks like she's got corpse paint on. Yeah. Uh, that kind of took me out of it a little. 
Uh, it made sense, but it, it felt a bit too J horror. The ring. Uh, not not the ring so much as Juan. Uh, okay, yeah. Where you, where you have yeah. the uh, the you know the, the long haired girl who's, who can do all that interpretive dancing, uh, crawling along, and uh, um, and the the corpse paint uh, look to go with it. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, that was that was a weak spot, but that was very brief. Yeah, yeah. For all that could have gone wrong in something like this, they got. I would say they got more of it right than they got it wrong. Um, now, Jolien, a little sidebar here. Did you um, did you have some stuff about uh, the Witchfinder General that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, uh, yeah, I looked it up in my my trusty folklore myths and legends of Britain. Uh, so, uh, Witchfinder General was Matthew Hopkins, who's operating mostly in Essex. Um, uh, so in 1644, he claims that he snuck out and snuck up on some witches when they were talking. And uh, they were claiming that they had all these familiars. And they had uh, they had various cats and dogs and uh, uh, rabbits. Um, basically, uh, if he found uh, an old lady who happened to have pets, then uh, they could say, oh, those pets are actually imps of the, of the devil. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, um, his his method was he he uh, uh, he claimed that witches had a extra nipple, and uh, so he'd have it, him or his assistant would find a wart or whatever they needed to find, and then they'd use this retractable needle and they'd poke at the the wart. They say, "Look, she doesn't bleed. That shows she's a witch," and then she'd be tortured. Uh, for days until she confessed to whatever they wanted to, to confess to, and uh, and then that was it for her. She was hung. Uh, he's he's responsible for several hundred people being hung. Wow! And he got to look at all of their boobs first. Anyway, the, this witch he spied on uh, was talking about uh, creatures, and and some of the creatures she had were imps. Uh, imps are usually uh, these mischievous little creatures. Um, they're not that evil, um, but uh, hers were called Elamout's uh, uh, Grizzled Greedy Gut, uh, Peck in the Crown, and uh, Pirate Racket. Greedy Gut. Yes, Grizzled Greedy Gut. <laughs> it sounds like he made this up, doesn't it? Are you? Are you no. <laughs> there was actually when he was when he was actually active. There was uh, there were people who were brave enough to write about him and say like, "This guy's this suspect. We don't think he's we think he's in it for uh, the money because uh, you know you you uh, get paid on how many witches you manage to catch. So you know it was quite a business at the time. Well, uh, you, you know, yeah, find an old lady with with pets and then she was done for. Um, so, uh, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he had a few years run, uh, then, uh, like, uh, three years or so after this, uh, this particular Pyrwacket case, uh, he died. Um, some stories say that he was, he was actually tortured to death by people who caught up with him, but, uh, the more likely story is he died of tuberculosis. Hmm. Died of witchcraft. Yeah, he yes. Choked on the toe. That it was TB, but 
Yeah, I think he choked on a toad. You know, it, right. that, that, that's a great example of uh, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, if you make money per nail you bank, then... <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so all of, all of this is not new, I guess. That's another, another probably uh, obvious thing to say. Um, so how did you guys feel about... Um, what was uh, uh, Rowan Rowan Dove was the author's name. Uh, I kind of liked that they anchored some reality or some some hopeful reality of of the goings on to an author who obviously took the subject seriously, and uh, maybe it was foolish of him to put instruction out there for people who could follow along and let the genie out of the bottle, so to speak. Uh, did you like that or could we have done without him? No, he worked. Uh, I like that she calls him and he gives her advice right away of how to undo it. And does it. In a movie, you know, uh, he wouldn't believe it. Uh, <clears throat> they'd have to go back and forth with that whole thing. Right. This was pretty quick. Nobody... I mean, other than the people who didn't know what was going on, but she and, and the author were, you know, quick to say, okay, this is, this is really happening. Yeah. And I, I like how they, that scene plays where they, it, it's like a, it starts off with a long shot. And she's just sitting in a mall. She's got a cell phone talking to someone, but it's this kid who's being haunted by it. This terrible demon. And she's talking about witchcraft and reversing a spell but it's like it's really mundane setting she's doing it. But that was good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bringing all of the horrors of the ancient past into the modern stupid dull world and uh yeah, she's she's put out a hit on her mother and I got to wonder like does the evil spirit um just put her up to her own work and make her do it herself by making her hallucinate. Has she been fooled into just setting her own mother on fire? Uh, yeah, that, that great, that, that yeah. she thinks is a mother's corpse in the forest. Yeah. Like her chin. Oh, when you know it's the demon. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. She's so bluish. Yeah. And she just moves her eyes up slightly and, yeah that was very effective yeah. yeah good makeup good uh, yeah good work on the actor's part for sure but um her friend that comes to visit um uh janice think, janice yeah uh janice sort of helped cement the whole thing too because if we're just left to one unreliable narrator then it's like ah oh, you know you got to decide for yourself as the viewer but the viewer gets also Janice who is so freaked out by whatever the hell she saw in the house <laughs> that she's cowering in the car, babbling and almost catatonic and just wants to go home. Yeah. Did she see the hag? What do you think she saw? Yeah, she's good because she's always the character who's, you know, she's, she's seen more than the other kids. She's, she's the cool one, you know, Yeah. Mm -hmm. she, she's more worldly. And then she, she's the one who gets really, traumatized yeah she's got kind of this um 
this look about her, you know, like the eyebrows and the expressions, you know, she's got this look like, uh, yeah, she's the cool kid. And, uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff too. Not, not as much as her counterpart, but, uh, but she was, she did a bunch of Degrassi, the next generation. And, uh, that's the one in space, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they all get killed by Jason Voorhees with his with his nanobot mask. Yeah. Um, she was in something that was a short called Clown Face. I don't know what it's about, but I want to see it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she she's been in uh, I don't know a dozen or so movies, a dozen or so TV shows, and uh, she's pretty well regarded. I thought she did a nice job. But, uh, yeah, um, having, having all of this stuff anchored with the author believing it, her friend seeing it, we as the audience can say, well, whatever they put in front of us, we're going we're gonna to give it the benefit of the doubt. I really appreciate that. I don't want to think everybody's hysterical and hallucinating. I want a movie where it's like, yeah. no, scary shit's really abound. That's, <laughs> that's cool. Did you notice the novel they're studying at class? Uh, it makes it pretty obvious what they're doing. Crime and punishment, wasn't it? Crime and punishment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that does kind of knock you over the head, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of a little on the nose, but... Uh, the monkey's paw. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not really a monkey's paw story, but yeah. It kind of is. Yeah, I guess it's it, a careful what you wish for. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, this movie does have a subtitle. Did you guys, or uh, do they call that a subtitle? Um, it's Pie Wacket or How to Destroy Yourself. Huh. No, I didn't realize there was a subtitle. Yeah. Um, I think they thought better of it after a while and decided not to really promote that and use that a lot. But yeah, or how to destroy yourself is the little tagline. Um, yeah, I think it. Um, I think it's saying too much and uh, it's unnecessary. But uh, yeah, uh, it was effective for me, kind of all the way through. Did you guys feel like this was maybe a a good companion piece for Hereditary? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's not on the same level as far as I, I want to say the quality of uh, Hereditary is a bit better, but uh, you know, they they both got that that thing where it's like, oh nope, all this witchy stuff is real, and um, you know, somebody gets set on fire. You got that? Yeah. Uh, other people do. This see is a it. pretty good fire scene for yeah for a low budget film. Yeah, this budget wasn't much, was it? Even uh, even when the cabin was burning, which I believe was probably added digitally, uh, looked really good. It it was yeah, it was believable for sure. Uh, movie we watched a while ago, uh, The Devil's Candy. There's a fire at the end of that movie, and I don't think the shots were uh, nearly as effective. It didn't feel uh, as real. This felt like ooh, you could feel the heat off that poor stump person they lit on fire and then they spent some effort making the the digital flames look real yeah 
for sure. Um, so all in all, um, I think I think we covered it pretty well. But um, I, I, I looked up that that patch you keep seeing on a bag. Yeah, what was that? I I, I looked that up. It's uh, it's this Dutch band called Karakangren, which is uh, Elvish for Iron Jaws. Oh. seen in uh, it's in uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay. It's the name of one of the passes into Mordor. Yeah, that's the the one that's got like the screaming face with the logo across yeah, yeah. the mouth. Yeah, I kept trying to get yeah. a good look at it. And then there's the one that's a skull with like a candle on top of it. And then Minis- Right, yeah. I think they 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 work with this uh this company that produces patches called uh, Blackcraft Cult. Yeah. Um I think uh her boyfriend wears a jacket from them. Yeah. Yeah, they're thanked in the credits. I saw that too. Um, and I've, I've actually visited their site before because I don't know about you guys, but every once in a while I go down those uh, those rabbit holes on uh, on uh, Google searches and start looking at stuff. And about every three or four months, I'll see if anyone has posted any new high-res pictures of Anton LaVey because he's always he's a combination of sinister and ridiculous. And that may not be fun for people to hear if they really super respect him, but he's got that, that devil costume with the he's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and it's like, I want to see him smiling in his, in his weird living room uh, with a bunch of naked women and like a plaster skull and a tiger nearby or whatever, you know, I just want to find more pictures like that. And uh, every once in a while, it'll be like, oh, weird, if I clicked on this one, it's not him in it, but it's other people doing other stuff. All of a sudden, there's like all these nude Satanists in the 70s <laughs> just doing nude 70s Satanist stuff. <laughs> it's just so fun. Um, I mean, I've got literally hundreds of pictures of crazy shit uh, because, you know, I'm going to do something with it one day. <laughs> a coloring book Anton LaVey coloring book we should do that I, I don't Ooh. know I don't know if we would get sued or not but that's a good idea I'll ask him yeah so um, but all in all this uh, did did this really work for you Jolien was this a uh... yeah that's a good one cool uh, Will how about you was there any, any uh, yeah, I like this one yeah any uh, major complaints about it or did is it all something you can overlook? No, I don't think there were any complaints. This is kind of how you should do a, a low budget, small horror movie. Yeah. Keep the story relatively simple. Uh, focus on some creepy scenes. Yeah. yeah. You know, Spend your money on, on a good, good cast and decent camera work and, uh, and yeah. a few special effects. And to hell with the flashbacks. We don't need any of those. Yeah, we we don't need her like looking out the uh, window of a bus while it's raining and remembering when her dad gave her something for her birthday. We don't need any of that crap. Because uh, <laughs> you know what's the point? It's like it cuts it cuts into our our burning people and blue corpses in the forest time. You know. Mm-hmm. Or our, yeah. our teens drinking a bunch of Mad Dog 2020 or whatever the hell they're doing. <laughs> Playing with Ouija boards. Uh, 
Um, every high school should have that many of this kid, though. There's like six or eight of them, right? It's like... What, goth kids? Yeah. I think most high schools yeah. get two or three of them, maybe four if they're lucky. But they're a good group of them. And they got that guy to their town for a book signing. It looked like a small town. So that was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I liked it, too. Uh, I had forgotten most of the finer points of the story, so it was nice to rewatch it, like, year and a half, two years later, however long it's been. And uh, do you guys uh, feel like this is a yeah. rec- recommend for horror fans? Yep. Yeah. Will? Yeah, I'll recommend it. Me, too. Yeah. Yeah. I would say non-horror fans can probably make make their way through it if they're watching it for like Halloween or something like that. Uh, I don't think it, it's too much for them to handle. I think non-horror fans can, can make would it. You recommend it to, would you recommend it to Ziggy? Like someone who's about the age of uh, women? Oh women? yeah. For sure. I would also recommend it to Pyromania. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any, any, anyone who wants to douse everything with gasoline and <laughs> light it up. Just don't burn your mom. She's important. You, she'll come in handy later in your life, I promise you. Um, but yeah, I, I would say young people should watch this and the craft and, and really anything witchy. Just if you're, if you're an angst-ridden teen, yeah, watch this stuff. You know, if you're a, if you're a stay-at-home mom with a new baby, you, you can watch it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, I, I feel like you, you watch something like this versus like we just recently watched Candyman and that was kind of really dark and morose in a lot of places. But as dark as this gets, it's still got your curiosity. You want to know what happens next and you want to know if, if the characters are going to make it like like you hope they will. But kind of at the same time, hope they won't. Because it makes the story more interesting. You don't want the Hollywood ending. You know, and uh, it doesn't turn out, oh, it was all a dream and her mom didn't really get burned to death. Nope. That's that's not what happened. I like when people talk about Hollywood endings, but like all my life, you know, I was, I was born into the age of the anti-hero. And, uh, you know, it's, the Hollywood ending people talk about is way before most people are born. Yeah, it's true. Everything turns out yeah. all, all and sunny and everyone's fine yeah i i think if 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 your slasher movie ends up that the core group all make it then that's sort of the hollywood oh, you're doing it wrong yeah you're doing it wrong it should just be <laughs> the final girl or yeah in some cases the final boy but uh yeah there should nah. be yeah it should, it should always be a final girl you're right but yeah we don't need all that extra baggage you know it, sh- it should be clean at the end you know and speaking sh- of slasher uh we we joke eugenia and i joke that uh she's like jason Voorhees killing japanese beetles oh yeah so this <laughs> yes. year she got a sprayer yes. we're like uh why didn't jason Voorhees ever just you know make up a bunch of mustard <laughs> gas <laughs> or- or a, or a machete. He doesn't even have to breathe, so it wouldn't affect him at all. Right. Or a machete launcher. That would be cool, too. <laughs> oh. He could just sit on his porch. Cool. Yeah. All right, so who's picking the movie for next time? 
I think it's your turn. Is it my turn? I think I'm going to... Yeah, because I did the lodge. Okay. It only did Piwacket. Oh, okay. So it's my turn. I'm going to come up with something alien or Bigfoot related, I think, for next time. Okay. Yeah. Um, in fact... Yeah, we already covered all the Cloverfield stuff, so not that. But uh, yeah, we'll 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 do something that's got some sinister aliens in it, I think, and uh, we'll go from there. Sinister big feet. Yeah, we shriek of the mutilated. Which which one is that? Is that the one that's so bad that it's unwatchable? Uh, uh, no, it was pretty good. Shriek of the mutilated. Is that something? Yeah. Is, is I that have Jolian's copy. Okay. Uh, Jolien, have you watched it recently enough to remember anything about it? Mm, I, I watched it years ago. Okay, well, tell you what. Yeah, it's not very memorable. I, I just on, yeah. remember the title. I think I saw it on Shudder or Prime or something. I'll look for it and see if it's available. We could do that. Yeah. Shriek of the Mutilated. Why not? <laughs> Why not? You'll find out. Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> uh, There's some really bad Bigfoot movies out there. Oh, God. Uh, uh, oh, what is it? I think it's called Suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> you can find that. Oh, my God. And, and what, definitely One of the worst the, films ever. <laughs> the original uh, Bigfoot with John Carradine. Oh, yeah. It's a treat. Well, this one it, has, like, the sound that they use for the roar of Bigfoot that... It's just somebody hitting a button on a Casio, playing that little sample that's just like, rah, 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 over and over and over. It's cut badly, so it doesn't even go through the full, rah, or whatever noise he's supposed to be making. Oh, God. Why don't Urban we, Sasquatch. Why don't, All we, right. why don't we just do a uh, Sasquatch slash Bigfoot extravaganza? Okay. Let's, Sasquatch Camp Power. Let's yeah, do it. yeah, let's do that. All right. That way we can just uh, watch Shriek of the Mutilated if we can, and uh, or <laughs> or if we choose to, and uh, anything else that we want to uh, pick from the. Uh, oh, I'm sure if you looked it up on Amazon Prime, it's probably 658 results, or something like that. So yeah, let's do it. Let's let's get it out of our system or out of my <laughs> or out of my system. Bigfoot. We'll do all them Bigfoots for next time. All right. Okay. Anything else before we get out of here? No? Yeah, you're right. Listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, like Will said, stay off the Mars. <laughs>